What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Demand Excellence Podcast. Today, I got to talk to Charlie Ward, who is now Coach Charlie Ward. You guys remember him. He was a Heisman Trophy winner uh, with Florida State. Then he went on to play uh, a long time in the NBA, and he even coached two years with the Houston Rockets. And then God led him into coaching high school football, and now he is coaching high school basketball. And you know, if he would have been coming out into the NFL out of college right now, he would be a first round draft pick with the way the NFL game is changing and the quarterbacks that they're looking for. But instead, it wasn't that way back then and that's why he chose basketball. He talks a little bit about that. But I don't know, you might not know this, Charlie Ward is a devout Christian, man. He loves the Lord. That's how he and I got connected and that's how he and I became friends. We've talked a lot over the years. Really, really have a lot of respect for him does things the right way, loves his family, loves his children. You guys are really going to enjoy the podcast. Also, plug in my book, uh, Demand Excellence on and off the field. It's now on as an ebook. You can get it at elkafaster.com or go to my Twitter handle at elkafootball. It's pinned at the top of the page. The book is about the struggle in your pursuit of Jesus Christ and the battle of our flesh and the world pulling us toward worldly glory, fame, money. We crave the approval of man, just that struggle and how, man, how can we die to all that and pursue Jesus Christ with everything that we have and have God use us to use the game to build men who are faithful husbands, loving, loving fathers, and men who will impact the community for Jesus Christ. And if you're a female coach, then same thing with godly women. If you're just a leader or a business person, we, we can raise our families the same way. But really hope you guys enjoy the podcast today. Coach Ward, Charlie Ward, thank you for being on. It was a great encouragement to talk to you. Enjoy the podcast. Talk about your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, you win the Heisman Trophy, you play in the NBA. It's probably really challenging to, to keep your faith and not let all the glory to go to your head. And then you get into high school coaching. You've coached in high school football. You've coached in high school basketball currently. Talk about your faith in Jesus Christ. Um, well, I mean, it's you know, just like anything else. Uh, everything has to have a foundation that um, that's uh, that's that you lay everything on, and you know the great foundation of me growing up in a Christian household and <clears throat> me accepting the Lord as my Savior. Uh, of course, it's been a journey, and a lot of things I've had to grow through and mature through. Uh, but I'm grateful that I have the foundation of knowing that regardless of what I may be going through, um, I can lean on the Lord for strength, comfort, and also, you know, uh, to be able to have other Christian brothers um, and people pour into my life whenever there is a, a specific need. Uh, when I'm maybe going through. So, you know, just having a great foundation as a Christian, um, a lot of seeds that have been sown into my life, uh, both good and bad. Um, but 
I've been able to filter those things out with the Word of God, uh, which is also part of that foundation. So um, I'm I'm just grateful that I have a platform to be able to share with uh, younger people, uh, with people in general. And um, that's something that, you know, God has called me to do. Absolutely. So you you have to be one of the all-time world's, in history, greatest athletes. You win the Heisman Trophy in football, and then you play um, in, the, in the NBA. And, I mean, it's just – it's mind-boggling that you could do both sports at such a high level. What are some key qualities – go back to high school. What are some key qualities, character traits that you had – to cultivate the talents that God uh, had given you? Um, Well, I mean, just like anyone else, uh, there's always the push and prod and the pride and everything that you have to fight through. But um, I know for me, you know, I just enjoyed being an athlete. That's something that I've always, you know, done you know, from an early age and I worked at it you know when you enjoy something it's really not work but um, I, I enjoyed just playing you know it was just the fundamental um, thing that I did and as I continued to move forward of course I had to learn to be coached um, and I had you know one 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 instance that really changed my my thought process and really made me who I was uh, not so much as a basketball player, but it happened on a basketball court, my middle school year, uh, which, you know, uh, my middle school coach who, you know, we, we went to the same church and so I know him really well. And I was one of the better athletes on the team and, you know, one of there was a ball that was, we were doing a drill and there was a ball on the floor and, you know, instead of me getting on the floor, I uh, I kind of waved at the ball from the top and and then came back down and was laughing. And uh, the coach stopped stopped the play and um, you know pointed out that the ball's on the floor and um, that I didn't hit hit the floor. So he made me run a suicide in front of the whole group. And that was very humbling um, for me because not not that I thought I was bigger than uh, the team, but it, it was, you know, just to let the team know that everyone's going to get coached regardless of what your talent looks like. And so from that day forward, that was one of the things that when the ball hit the floor, I was on the floor, and I started to do a lot of the little things uh, from, from that aspect. But – you know, there are a lot of challenges, just people pushing me to, to grow and get better and as an athlete, but more uh, as a student as well. Um, that was a challenge, big challenge for me. Uh, it didn't come easy, um, and I had to learn, you know, how to study, how to, you know, manage my time and those types of things. So, you know, it didn't happen just in high school. You know, that was a, that was a starting point. But uh, once I got to college, it got a little bit better. I had to learn to manage my time better in, in order to play two sports and also 
you know, get my schoolwork. And and so all those disciplines, you know, definitely helped me to become the type of uh, man that I am today. So, Coach, you got to play for Bobby Bowden, and he he's another – well, he's a guy that everybody knows as a winner, but he, he did – he was a Christian football coach. Talk about your experience playing for him. Uh, well, just like any other legend um, that you know that, that, that has done it the right way, um, but more importantly, they had a heart for God. And that's the way he carried himself and the group around him. You know, he held them to that same standard. Um, and their accountability for the coaches if, you know, they weren't living up to that standard. It was small, but it was enough to trick their conscience. And, uh, you know, just the integrity that he had, you know, during, during the time that I was being recruited, you know, he was honest with me as far as, my status of playing quarterback, which, you know, that was something in this day and age is a little different, but, uh, you know, coming out, I was one of the top, top quarterbacks in Georgia and, you know, just like everyone else, you kind of want to play, but, you know, he just shared with me that I was going to be patient if I wanted to play quarterback. Um, And, you know, once I got to school, you know, I had to be patient, you know, because the system was, you know, the older, older, older quarterbacks, older guys got an opportunity first to uh, play, and you know, we didn't lose no more than two games. I think my uh, first three years that I didn't play uh, per season, and so there's really no need to change the quarterback position. Um, so I had to sit and watch, and one year I had to punt. Uh, while I waited my turn, and the other kicker was, you know, you know, he was honest when it came down to me getting an opportunity to play basketball, and so, uh, you know, he had already had those, um, you know, decisions. He's made decisions before on guys playing multiple sports. So that was really one of the reasons why I chose Florida State, outside of you know Coach Bowden and his faith, uh, but. Uh, it, it was a great experience, and you know I learned a lot from him. You know, just he didn't say a whole lot when it came to just talking, but the way he lived his life was very instrumental in you know my faith faith journey in, in college. That's awesome, Coach. Talk about that for a minute. Uh, he's talking about how you had to be patient and you had to wait your turn. Think about today. Now you have the transfer portal. So if a quarterback, not saying that you would do it, but a quarterback similar skill set or or just a, a you know a highly rated quarterback goes to a school and he doesn't start away, I mean start right away, they instantly are transferring. They're getting into the transfer portal. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, you know, it's it's to each his own. Um, I'm not a big fan of you know, that, that portion, but, you know, a lot of guys want to get on the field sooner and, you know, they know that going to the school that they've, they've chosen. Um, and that's just why I'm so adamant about, you know, making sure that you choose the school coming out 
that you feel you have a good opportunity to meet your goals. Um, if you're going to go to a school to compete, then, you know, go to the school to compete and, you know, live with the results. Um, and, but, you know, with options, with the options they have with the transfer portal, um, is something that, you know, they have the right to do. You know, some get waivers, some don't, but they still have a right to do. But I heard a staggering report the other day, I think on a Pac, um, Pac-Man show, um, where it was saying there was like 18% of the kids who are in the portal got scholarships last year. And that is just a staggering percentage because there are a lot more than 18% that entered. Um, and so, you know, it, I'm just a big believer in, you know, if it's God's will for you to play, get to the league, whatever it is, you know, it will happen in due time. Um, and even if, you know, even if it's one or two years, you know, you can still make, um, make your impact in one or two years. All our, uh, Cardell Jones um, at Ohio State, and so you know, regardless of what what it is, if God has it in the plans for you to be successful, then you know it will happen. But you know, when you start talking about a lot of guys who are transferring, uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how many of these guys transfer from how many schools they've transferred from, um, and you know, that'll be another alarming statistic, I'm sure. Yeah. But I just think, you know, now in this day and age, being patient, you know, some do, but a good portion of the kids who are being uh, recruited highly, uh, if they're not getting the, the instant gratification or opportunity to play, then, you know, they're moving on to finding a different spot. You think about the psychology of, of football players or even, even basketball players, just athletes coming out of high school, they're used to being told on Twitter and Instagram by fans how great they are. Please come to my school. We're desperate to have you. They actually think that. You know, they start to think that because of what social media is telling them. The coaches might not be telling them that, but social media is creating this fake reality that you are an essential piece to this school winning the national championship the, the instant you get there. And, and, and in reality, as you know, and you experienced, uh, and most players experience, it takes time to grow into a college athlete. Yes. Um, you know, that's very, very good point, you know, um, and, and, a lot of decisions that we make for the most part um, are immature, um, not well thought out. I'm saying that guys don't think things through. Um, they just go really emotional, but that's just our culture and generation of kids today. And even, you know, people in general, right. You know, we're getting to a point where, we're now we're making emotional decisions a lot as opposed to thinking things through. Um, and 
it's just uh, the times we live in. Times have changed, as you you know. And uh, I grew up in an era where there's no social media. And yes, we all love when people tell us that we're doing great things, but there has to be some humility and understanding that you know you are who you are, and um, you know God has a way of humbling us uh, or exalting us, depending upon our attitude. Uh, our thought process and you know when we do have the right attitude you know he would definitely um, build us up even more because that means he's going to get the glory for it but you know a lot of times you know we we hear um, that we are great and we are you know going from place to place and people are telling us how great we are and with all the recruiting um, stars and all these different things and you know, avenues for kids to get exposure. Um, it, it, it really depends on, you know, the background of the kid, what type of uh, attitude he has towards the process, because you can go into the process and uh, the media, of course, as you know, can, can build you up and they can also tear you down really, really quickly when things don't go according to plan. And you still have to have some integrity, still have to have character to be able to uh, know uh, who you are and what you're there for. And that is bigger than you. Um, But, of course, we have to have a relationship with the Lord to be able to have that type of attitude. Absolutely. So you, uh, you know, you win the Heisman Trophy. Why did you choose to go to the NBA and, and not the NFL? Uh, well, one of the things I always tell people when I go is, you know, you have to go where where there's a job, where there's a job. Right. And so um, there's no job opportunity in the NFL for me. I get drafted um, mainly because they said I was uh, going to going into the NBA, um, and the NBA gave me an opportunity, you know, to to have a job. So, you know, I just tell people the fundamental reason is you know job opportunity so I mean you know the way it came down was you know I chose to put more time into preparing for the NBA draft because I was a little bit further behind in in that game so I chose to put more time into the NBA preparation uh, which of course probably hurt me in the NFL Prep, uh, but I just wanted to make sure because the NFL, I knew where I stood um, as far as draft draftability, uh, being with size and all the things that they were saying, arm strength and never played on the center and all this kind of um, stuff. And so I knew I would at least be a third or fourth round pick um, if I would have gone and put all my eggs in the NFL basket. But I want to give myself options, uh, which so that's the reason why I continue to play basketball my senior year in college. And um, and then instead of going and putting all my eggs in the NFL basket, going and going through the draft process, uh, you know, combine work and those types of things, I chose to play basketball my senior year. And um, so it that's kind of where it all started. 
Um, I wasn't 100% committed, and so they weren't going to be 100% committed to making me an NFL, you know, draft draft uh, draft pick because I they they were kind of hesitant um, on if I would come or not. But you know, in this day and age, things have changed. You know, from my style, my size of quarterback, you know, they've gone the number one pick the last two years. And so, you know, I'm happy that as we talked about times have changed, uh, those times have changed as well. Uh, when, you know, you have two six foot, six one quarterbacks uh, going number one uh, in the NFL draft, which uh, that wasn't even an option uh, during my time. Um, you had to be a certain height um, and size to be that type of pick, uh, a la Heath Shuler, who was yeah. a little bit bigger. Um, and he was the number four, three or four pick overall in the NFL draft. Um, and so, you know, that was just not saying that I was better than him, um, but that was just the way, you know, things were going to um, – no shake out. So uh, that's just part of life. And as I tell kids, tell people all the time, you have to make decisions. Think, think them through. And uh, God will honor your heart, you know, if you, if you have the right heart. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. If you were coming out right now, I mean, you'd be a first-round draft pick, no-brainer. Uh, times and, and the game has definitely changed. So let's talk a little bit about um, you, you, I mean, God called you into coaching high school boys. I mean, you were a high school football coach for a long time, and now you are coaching high school basketball. Talk about, talk about why you got into coaching uh, high school boys. Um, well, when I retired from the NBA, um, I, I had a brief stint, two-year stint with the Houston Rockets coaching. And I had a uh, terrible, you know, taste in my mouth about, you know, the players when it came, some of the players when it came to, you know, how serious they were about, you know, winning and doing the necessary things to win. Um, and it kind of drove me away from, that aspect of coaching in the NBA, you know, growing in. And also, I wanted to spend more time with the family. So I, I went, wanted to choose a profession that would give me some flexibility where I wasn't always on the go on the road. Um, and so the, the most obvious, you know, choice would, is if I was going to stay in the coaching, I was going to be in high school. And so I was approached by uh, Coach Greg Glenn, who was the head of school at Westbury Christian. And with me being a Christian athlete, um, he gave me an opportunity to come over and coach uh, basketball and football my first year there. And then the football program was spiraling out of control or heading in the wrong direction. And so he gave me an opportunity to head up the football program. And I was... You know, it was like that lost corn in the weeds. Um, I knew where I was, where I, you know, what I wanted to do. But 
there are a lot of things that I had lost or forgotten about football because I've been out of football for almost 13 years. And so uh, once it got opportunity to coach football, I went 100% in and, you know, calling around to different people, trying to figure out, you know, what's the best scheme, um, you know, trying to special teams, drills, um, all those things um, to try to you know, get back into football, get back into a football mindset. Um, I had an idea of what I wanted to do from a spiritual aspect and helping to build the kids and team building and all those types of things. But of course, as you know, it's tough, you know, trying to, you know, put those uh, things together. And this is my first year doing it as the head coach and uh, trying to get a, a staff that has the same thought process. Um, and so it was, it was tough, you know, it was tough, but when it was all said and done, uh, you know, like as I mentioned, you know, God opened doors, uh, gave me opportunities to be able to help young men. We were able to build some, some great stability, some great opportunities uh, for the young men and football program at Westbury Christian. And once I got into football, um, you know, it was like six years there and then uh, poor four years and um at in Pensacola at Booker T. Washington. Um and you know, I just enjoyed coaching and sharing my experiences with the young men and also, you know, working to open doors for my network uh for the young men um as well. And so uh I once I got into you know high school I enjoyed the flexibility, the opportunity to be able to um uh, continue to, to go out, do public speaking, um, have an impact on, you know, young young men, um, and also, you know, share my experiences again with fam with the families. Um, and that's something that, you know, I never thought that I would do, but as they say, the fruit don't fall too far from the tree. Right. Uh, with my dad being a being a high school coach and I grew up in that that environment I never thought that I would coach first of all because um I felt like I a lot of things that I did became like, a lot of things I did came natural um but when I started thinking about you know all the technical all the things that I've been taught uh, from reading defenses to footwork and drills and you know how to play the game you know I, I knew that I had a lot to offer uh young people and so I wanted to be able to share that and God has definitely opened doors my record of course is not impeccable um, it's not like yours uh, in a sense but uh, God has definitely opened doors because um, people have seen my heart um, and, and what I've been willing uh, to give to the kids and opportunities that, that I've been willing to open up for them uh, experiences that they may not ever otherwise have. Um, I've been grateful that, you know, people have given me that chance to go in and build programs and uh, work to try to provide, you know, stability in a program. And now I'm coaching, you know, boys basketball, uh, which 
you know, it was definitely something God opened the door for because when it was time for me to move uh, from Pensacola, um, two basketball jobs opened up at the same time. And I wasn't even looking for either one of them. And so that's how I got back into basketball. And, you know, I'm grateful that I have opportunity here at Florida High to uh, do that. And I enjoy coaching basketball a little bit more <laughs> just, just because there's, you know, there's a lot less people um, and kids. Um, but also I get an opportunity to, you know, know the kids. Uh, a little bit better and and the money that you raise it goes a lot further <laughs> yeah, um, no doubt. and to be able to have an impact on you know the kids and they have more opportunities and so that's something you know I've been enjoying um, and then we had great success so uh, last year with a young group and just setting the expectation, as you know, you know, setting the expectation. And when that expectation is there, uh, they start to buy in a little bit more. Uh, and they start to see that how close they are. Um, and you continue to push and grind and do those things. <clears throat> um, and, you know, eventually, as you know, you won state championships, but the, the biggest key is, you know, the process of getting there and when you when you have a godly mindset um, and helping the kids learn and grow through their experiences and teachable moments from a christian and biblical standpoint it, it would definitely have an impact on the kids you know once they leave and come back they'll understand the difference um, if they're in a different environment and so you know that's the one thing that i i've enjoyed is just being able to help kids see that you don't have to be a coach that's always cursing. Uh, you can be genuine and kind and loving all at the same time and be tough. Um, and you can also, you know, give guys opportunities um, to work through their mistakes uh, and give guys second chances uh, when they make mistakes. And so, you know, all those things of being a, a high school coach you know, very, um, you know, telling for uh, work were great for me. Uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to get back into high school to be able to mold young man for Christ. Absolutely. Coach last question for you or <clears throat> last request. Um, one, one thing that I, that I hope to do in our football program is, is my main mission is to build faithful husband, loving fathers, and men who will impact the community for Jesus Christ. And, you know, this podcast is, is mostly for coaches out there, high school football coaches. And, and one thing that's always a challenge for all of us is we want to pour everything into our football team or basketball team or baseball team. We want to pour everything into that. And then we end up neglecting the first thing that God gave us, which is our, our wives and our children. Talk a little bit about that. You know, you talked about how you chose high school sports so that you could be a husband and a daddy. Talk about the importance of being a husband and a dad first before, because you're trying to model a certain behavior. And the first thing you want your players to see is, you know, coach loves his wife, loves his children, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, well, you know, of course, I, I grew up, as I mentioned, I grew up in that household. And my dad was, you know, he he came home, uh, but he was at work between, you know, school and coaching after school. And, you know, even during, during that time, they had meetings on Sundays and they were really long meetings. But, of course, that was just for that season, football season. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, I, I enjoyed sports, so I, I would want to go to practice. And whether I spoke to him or hung out with him or helped him or not, that wasn't the key. The, the issue, the issue was, uh, the thing was, I wanted to just be around him. Um, and I didn't know that at the time, uh, but now I see that the importance of just being around and, you know, having my dad, you know, in, in my life was, was a great blessing. Um, he taught me a lot, you know, and the, another important uh, example, a role model that I saw was when I went to college, uh, you know, every Wednesday, uh, Coach Bowden had, you know, family night and his, all the coaches' families came to eat dinner with us, uh, which was great. You know, I understand at the time, but now I understand it better that, you know, they did a lot of work. They didn't go, they, they weren't at home a lot, but that night they were able to, you know, come and have dinner with the team. And it, and it definitely uh, brought family, a family environment um, and a bond to our group because we got an opportunity to meet and learn the kids of all the coaches um, their wives as well. And so that was very, very important in understanding family. And of course I had coach Mark Rick as my position coach and his wife and their, uh, two, their two sons used to come to practice and just hang out, um, after practice. And that was the type of environment that coach Bowden allowed. Um, I mean, they would go and play on the side until after practice. And then, you know, they would come and, salute you know, their dad and, and their husband and that spoke volumes you know for me and coach rick also you know have us over for you know outings um, and those types of things quarterback outings so those things um you know were very instrumental in me understanding you know the importance of being a coach and also having balance and being a father and a husband and those aspects are, you know, crucial to have. And if that's your, you know, if that's the environment that you want to be in, then you have to surround yourself with that, you know, that type of leadership. Um, and so I, I think more coaches are uh, surrounding themselves or getting on staffs that have that type of environment. And uh, coach, you know, Dabo Sweeney is a hot coach right now, but, you know, he's a coach that's doing it the right way. Right. He has a great heart for the Lord, but he also has great balance. He understands the balance. And, you know, a lot of times we get so caught up in winning um, and what success looks like on the field or the court or whatever the case may be, but we neglect some of the, you know, personal things. And, you know, we we, we don't include our, our families. Um, and, of course, we can always do better. 
Um, there's, there's always room for improvement. However, we have to definitely, you know, work to include the family um, into the things that we're doing, you know, on the job. And um, I just believe that if you have the right administration that understands the purpose and the heart behind, you know, balance, work, balance, life, um, it, it, it goes a long way, you know, and that's just like nothing else, you know, when you have support, uh, when you have support that, of, of your values and the things that you're trying to get accomplished, uh, you can do great things. Uh, and, you know, I just admire what you're doing there at Elka and what you've done. Um, more importantly, you've, uh, and uh, I know it's always timing, but the biggest thing that I've witnessed is you understand your purpose and you have been successful. And I'm sure you've had opportunities to go other places, but you've chosen to stay there. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, time won't change, but just for you to have been there for, I don't know how many years you've been there, but uh, I know at least. It's 13. Eight. Oh. It's 13 this yeah. year. Yeah. So, you know, that's commendable, you know, to, to be at, at, at one place that that's had great success uh, in a state, you know, where there are bigger opportunities, bigger jobs, um, but you've chosen to, you know, stay and, and share your, be able to share your faith in the environment and, and have some stability, um, which is commendable and a great role model for, you know, all of us. Um, as coaches and not everyone's the same, um, but, you know, just to see uh, someone have success and then continue to want to build upon what he's established uh, is commendable. And that's something that hopefully one of these days, you know, I get to uh, that point. Um, but I know for me, uh, I have different you know, goals uh, and God may move me in a different direction. Um, at some point, just because of, you know, my lifestyle um, and experiences. But, you know, while I'm here, and this is one thing I would like to share with all the coaches is while you're there, wherever you are, you have to work to make the best impact. And, you know, when God opens a door, he will definitely open the door um, without us having to be out there searching and seeking. Uh, for an opportunity, and I just I'm just a big believer that you know when when it's time to move or when it's time to stay, you know he'll he'll make ways to uh, make that happen as well. But you know while you're there, you definitely have to you know give your all and do the best that you can to to make an impact on the community. Absolutely, and uh, Coach Ward, uh, Charlie. I mean, you're a great example for everybody. And I just, I find the great encouragement that here's a guy who, you know, the Bible talks about getting lost in the world because you want to be, you want the glory of the world. But, you know, I, I just think it's awesome to, to, to your story that you've remained faithful. And uh, and so you're, you're a big encouragement to me as well. And I know to a lot of other people, um, so I want to thank you for that. And I just want to thank you for talking with me today. And, and all these other coaches are going to listen to it. And man, like I said, you're such an encouragement. And uh, if I can do anything for you ever, 
uh, I will. And I'll be praying for you and, and your continued success there at Florida High coaching basketball. And, um, and if you don't mind, I'd like to end praying for you right now. Sure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you for uh, loving us, Lord, and dying on the cross for our sins so that we may have eternal life. Lord, I just praise and thank you for Charlie Ward and all that you've done in his life, Lord, and, and his impact for the gospel um, uh, in the lives of so many. It's not He just doesn't touch the lives of uh, high school boys, Lord. He is, he is a voice for you um, amongst fans across the country, amongst parents across the country, and obviously the people that he coaches right there at Florida High School and the other schools that he's been at. I just pray that you would continue to uh, expand his ministry, Lord, and, and that he would continue to have an impact for the kingdom of, of God. I pray, Lord, for his family, uh, Lord, that they would flourish and, and that they would grow in Jesus Christ. I pray for his players right there at Florida High, Lord, that they would grow in Jesus Christ. They would know you as their Lord and Savior. Uh, Lord, I pray for all the coaches listening to this podcast, Lord, that they would put you first and put glorifying you first and trust you. Uh, Lord, as they coach with diligence, but trust you in the process, Lord. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you, Coach. Amen. I appreciate it. Are you welcome. Thank you and all the best to you guys this, this year. Yes, sir. You too.
It is well.